So who's got their Bible today? Amen. Hold your Bible up. Make the devil nervous. Make this good confession. Say, this is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of the living God. I declare I will never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Turn in your Bible this morning to the book of Psalms. Now, as I shared for the offering today, that was your Christmas message. So I shared from the book of Luke. So, you know, if, if someone says, you know, well, he didn't even preach a Christmas message. Well, there it was. Sorry. Some, sometimes we don't. In Matthew, what did I say? Luke. Same thing. But how many know it's important just to be led with whatever the Lord gives you? The book of Psalms, Psalm number one. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, that your word is anointed to fulfill itself. Lord, that your word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, may it pierce today through unbelief. May it pierce through tradition and ungodly thoughts. And Lord, we embrace your word. Lord, as we embrace your word, we embrace you. Because you are the living word. Thank you, Lord, that your word would live big on the inside of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in this judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Earlier in the week, as I was preparing these things, I, I, um, I felt led of the Lord that to um, preach what I'm going to preach. And, and I thought it was going to be for Wednesday night. But as I was beginning to prepare some, some more, and this was on Monday, even Tuesday um, afternoon and Wednesday, uh, I was preparing and I said, Lord, this has got to be for Sunday. But I, Lord, I need something for Wednesday now. And so he gave me something for Wednesday. But I felt like this was rolling around because uh, I believe especially for, for this year coming up, the, the Bible says that 
talks about uh, that we should grow up. We should not be tossed to and fro. And I feel even in my spirit that there's, there's people uh, that are in the church that, that um, just like we all have to do, we all have to make decisions in life. That there's people that need to make decisions that they are going to be anchored in. Otherwise, 12 months from, year, from now, the enemy is going to take them off course. And he's going to have his way with them. But people will have to, to have a local body. They, people need to understand the importance of a local body. It's not just so we can pat ourselves, oh, we had so many in church or whatever. But I believe, you know, the Bible says that we should, as the day approaches, we should encourage one another more and more as we see that day coming. We see the day approaching. The Bible says that we should watch out lest we be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The Bible talks about in the last days that the love of many shall wax cold. So that's why we have to stir up the gift. We have to stir up that fire that's on the inside of us and encourage one another. Amen. But I want you to look at this here. I want to break this down this morning. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We all want to be blessed in life. We all want to succeed in the things of God. We all want to come to a higher place, to a higher plane in the things of God. Well, you know, many times to understand what something is, you need to understand what it is not. And to know what, to, what you're supposed to walk in, sometimes it's good to know the things I'm not supposed to walk in. Notice here he says, blessed. Now, I love the Amplified. The Amplified or the loud version. Amen. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes. So... Say this, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Fortunate. fortunate, prosperous, prosperous. And, enviable. and enviable. You know, the Bible talks about how in the old covenant that the people of God were envied because of what they had, because of their stuff. So much so that they said, you know what, you, you need to get out of here and we need to, uh, you need to part ways with us because they were making them look bad. So he says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I want you to notice that in life and in this psalm, there's three different stances we can look at. Walketh, standeth, and sits. Walking, standing, and sitting. And it starts with the thoughts of the ungodly. You know, if Satan is going to have an inroad in your life, the devil's greatest weapon is the weapon of suggestion. He just suggests something to plants a seed to see if you'll take it. We see that with, he did that with, with Jesus. He did that with Adam and Eve. He did that with, with many others. 
you know, the Bible even says that in the time to come, all the things he did to Jesus, he's going to do to the Antichrist, but the Antichrist will fall for it. He will accept it. Why? Because he's going to, the, the, the devil's going to promise him all these things and you're going to have this kingdom. And uh, the Antichrist says, oh boy, that, that's good. But it's to his demise as well. So notice though, it starts with the thoughts of the ungodly. So I want you to look at this. Number one, walking in their ways. The flow of this world wants you to walk in its way. What does Romans 12 say? It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, which is your spiritual worship, other translations say, and be not conformed to this world. Now, do you think that's just a suggestion? You know, don't be conformed to this world, you know, if you can help it. He said, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, we understand when we're born again that we're taken out of darkness into light, delivered out of death, actual physical, I mean, actual spiritual death. We were walking in death. Now we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. But see, that's only the beginning. Now we have the lifelong journey of renewing our mind. And that's where the real battle is fought is in between your mind, in your mind, in between your ears. And so um, I believe it's the Phyllis translation says this in Romans 12 too, do not allow the world to squeeze you into its mold. Now who, who bakes cookies? Like especially this time of the year. My mom brought out, she used to bring out these little little tin little things and you put the shapes and you got the Christmas cookies look like the Christmas trees and Santa Claus and all kind of stuff. And um, 30 years ago. And uh, <laughs> so we, um, we would make all these different things. But, you know, once you make one, you have the same mold. Well, see, the world wants you to be just like them. Don't, don't, don't stand out. You know, it's kind of like a crab. You know, you put them in the bottom. One, you know, if a crab tries to crawl up, what's going to happen? The other one's going to grab it because, you know, if I'm not going anywhere, you're not leaving either. And so that's, that's why people, when the people start getting successful, what do they do? They start making fun of them. They start, well, who do you think you are? Well, I didn't think I was anybody. In Jesus, I'm somebody. But a lot of people think, when, when they start to succeed, you know, people think, well, who do you think you are? Because everybody can achieve success if they're willing to pay the price. If they're willing to do the same thing that that person did. Yeah. Well, you, you're, you're too good for us now. You know, people have all kinds of different excuses. But the world wants you to be just like it. Don't stand out. Don't make a difference. Don't make a noise. The only way that that the world allows you to stand out is if you're more perverted than they are. But if you're walking after God and his things, if you start to stand out, then, oh, you know, you're making too much of noise. You know, you can go to church, but, you know, hey, don't, don't shout, you know, because, you know, you're just being a little emotional right now. You know, don't, definitely don't speak in tongues because, you know, that's only for your private prayer closet and, you know, no one can speak in tongues. And this is what people say. It's not Bible, but that's what people say. Why? Because you're shaking the boat. You're, you're rocking the boat. <clears throat> but the Bible says over in Proverbs 7, 
we're, we're talking about the ungodly and not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. The Bible says, avoid it, pass not by it. Talking about, uh, in Proverbs 7, it talks about the strange woman. Don't pass by her house. <coughs> and so, you know, there's many things in life that it's just easier to pass by it and avoid yourself the problem. How many know it's easier to pass by the grocery store than it is the cookie aisle? You know, the best way not to go down the cookie aisle is just don't even go to the grocery store, you know? Just keep going by it. It's easier to pass the cookie aisle than it is your cupboard. For people that, that, that you know, if that means something to you. Amen. Make it easy on yourself. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 7, Go from the presence of a foolish man when you perceive not in him the lips of knowledge. Go from the presence of a foolish man. It doesn't say try to convert him, try to, try to work on him. Well, you know, I'm just I'm staying in that job because I can be a light. Well, the Lord may have you there, but then there might be a time when the Lord says it's time to move on. But watch who you hang with. What's the phrase that the world says? Birds of a feather flock together. Proverbs 13, 20 says this. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that walks with wise men shall be wise. You know the Bible talks about if you, if you just keep your mouth and keep your tongue that you'll be deemed as a wise person. And you know, if you just hang around wise people, that's why I always want to hang around people that, that build me up. I'm not, I'm not talking about just people that bring correction because correction is necessary too. But what I'm saying is, I don't, I'm not just going to listen to people that are always trying to bring me down to, to ground zero. I want to be around other people that have bigger vision than me. I just heard um, a minister saying the other day how he had another fellow minister 30 years ago that made fun of him because he said, you know, he, he would go and he would get these certain magazines like, like in the airport, you know, about you know, billionaires and, and, and the things they do and the way they think. And he thought he was nuts. But he said that this minister said, I knew I had to change my thinking. If I was ever going to go higher in life, you have, to, you have to think differently. It all begins with your thoughts. So, he that walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You don't even have to do a lot of fool stuff. You just be with the wrong people. You can be guilty by association. And especially, these things are spiritual, and those things rub off on you. How many know? I mean, I know what it's like to, you know, sometimes... Your, your kids don't think that you ever were a kid. <laughs> you know, things are different nowadays, Dad. People are the same as a general rule. And so, you know, when it comes to, um, I mean, I know what it's like to be a teenager and, and you know, where, where you have that popular opinion and you want to be popular with them. But see, there's a tendency, even like this says here, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. 
So you have to watch out. I heard an interesting um, fact years ago, and it always stuck with, and it was this, that if you take your life right now and then you look at it in five years, your life is pretty much going to be the same except for two areas, the people you hang around and the things you read. And so, so, so those are the two things that are going to mold your life. If your life is going to be different in five years, it's going to be different because of those two things. The people you hang around, and also the things that you read, the thing that you feed on. What do they say? Um, garbage in, garbage out, right? So I'm not going to be destroyed. He that walks with wise men shall be wise. Look over in Proverbs chapter 1. We're still, we're, we are still talking about walking not after the counsel of the ungodly. And this is going to build as we see. But look in Proverbs 1, verse 15. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain which takes away the life of the owners thereof. Verse 20, wisdom crieth without. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse in the openings of the gates. In the city, she utters her word saying, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words Unto you. So we see an, an amazing passage where the Bible says wisdom cries out. You know, wisdom cries out every day for our lives. The wisdom of God cries out. And so what, do you, what should you do? You shouldn't say, well, there's, there's none for me. You should respond. You, wisdom's crying out. Dylan, it's me, wisdom. And so he should respond and say, I'm here. I'm here to get my wisdom. You know, and I believe you, just by faith, every day you say, I'm going to walk in the wisdom of God today. I'm going to walk. You know, that's better than what most people say. Most people are Monday, Monday. And you know, it's just, it's a blue Monday and a green Tuesday and an orange Wednesday. And a black Thursday and a black Friday. <clears throat> but notice, he says here, wisdom cries out. So what, what do we do? We respond. Here I am. I'm here to get my wisdom today. So it, it's walking in the right way versus the, the wrong way. <clears throat> and if you're in the wrong place, get out of there. So notice, he's, he begins by walking. Look at number two. Stand. Stand. Blessed is the man that walks not in the council of golly, nor stands in the way of sinners. So you quit walking. You stop walking. Now you're standing. It's kind of like when you window shop. You look and you think, maybe you walk by some hot pretzels or something. And 
and, and you said, man, what is that? And you stopped. You, you quit making forward momentum. You know, the enemy, he's very sly. What does he want you to do in life? He wants you to stop and look. He wants you to stop. You know, it's kind of like on your phone. You know, there's so many notifications nowadays. And I'm, I'm pretty basic with mine. I have like two sounds, but some people have like 25 different sounds. Oh, that's so-and-so calling. Oh, that's that person. Oh, that's, that's for this app, and this is for that app, and this is for email. This is for text messages. But see, that's the way the enemy wants to do in your life. Hey, <clears throat> quit serving God here. Just stop a little bit and just stop and look at this for a little bit. Hey, I want you to just here, here get this and, and, and take your attention off of this. And see, that's what problems do. The only focus and only um, thing that, that problems are there to do is to break your focus. <clears throat> and so that's why he says that you should leave when you perceive not the words of wisdom. When you hear and see, oh, I think I need to get out of here right now. I mean, you need to be like, like Kenny Rogers said, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Now, people that are at least my age and older, they know that song. I was a little guy when that came out, but. Amen. But sometimes you just need to know. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. How many remember Joseph? There was a time when he had to run. It wasn't time to talk. It wasn't time to, to, to discuss the matter. I remember hearing the story of a minister saying that he, he was ministering in um, Brother Hagen's healing school. He said he was ministering one day, and this man, he had come from all kinds of problems, and he was a very successful attorney. But he had started drinking socially and, and become a drunk and, and had lost everything. And he said it was amazing he was even there. He showed up in the healing school. And within just three or four days, the Lord did an amazing miracle in his life. And uh, he said he laid hands on him. And he said he felt the power of God go into this man. He said, and that man even said, something broke. I've heard people say the same thing. It's like an iron band just, just came off my head. So he felt this, like this iron band come off his head. And he said, I knew he was free. He said, but I knew something else too. He said, I asked the man, do you, do you know what happened when Joseph, when, when he ran? Or, you know, he said, yeah, he ran. He had him repeat it. He ran. And he, he said that, he had him repeat it several times. He said, I don't know why the Lord was dealing with me like that. Why he was so forceful with me about that. So anyway, they rejoiced. They shouted. His wife took him back. His kids accepted him back. Even his um, law partners took him back. He, um, he went back and um, was in office until a couple years later. Um, they were out and um, 
just having a business luncheon. And he was there and he started drinking. Well, he, he, he was sitting there and they were sitting there drinking. How many know it's time to run? I don't care if they get offended. I don't care if they, you know, especially if you've had problems in certain areas, you can't even give the devil even an inch. Four days later, they found him in an alley. He had had a massive stroke, was in a wheelchair. He was still alive, but you can see why the Lord had dealt with him so strongly and warned him, especially once you know the truth and once you've been delivered, that's all the enemy's looking for is that one extra time. The same minister tells a story about this one lady who... um, she had come out of like Vegas and, and different nightlife. And after a period of time, she felt like she could go back and help those people. Said that she, she, she went into this, you know, bar and she's, she's sitting there. Said that, that in the process of time during that lunch, she's running her finger around the, the edge of the glass. This margarita. Well, she probably shouldn't have been in there in the first place. But she got up and physically ran out of the place. And at least she lived to tell the testimony. <laughs> so there's a time to, 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 that you might be walking. The enemy is going to get you to stop. But see, it's not too late. Think about David. David was up on the, on the housetop. Well, you know, and here he is. The Bible says at the time that the kings go to war, where should he have been? He should have been fighting. You know, there's a good thing about working. You know, there's a good thing about a job. It keeps you occupied about the right things. You know, being occupied, there's a lot to say about idleness in the Bible. And so here, here he is and when he should be at war and he's just, you know, he don't, he's the king. He didn't have to be anywhere. And then all of a sudden, he's on the housetop, and he's, he's a-looking. And he sees somebody. He sees Bathsheba. But, you know, even then, it wasn't too late. He could have said, you got no business up here. Get out, you know, go do something else. But, but the enemy had him stop. Stop and look. Now, I believe with the, with the Spirit of God, there's times that we should stop. We should look and listen and listen to him. And a lot of times that, that stop, look, and listen is, hey, get out of here. Do something different. You know, you know if, if there's a temptation that comes on you, you feel it on your flesh, you might need to just get out and walk around the neighborhood. You might need to just get out and call somebody. You, um, get outside and dig a hole in the ground or something, you know. Amen. Just something to get your mind off of it. Amen. Play with the dog or something. <clears throat> so, the thing we have to realize in life is there's many times that we can't afford to listen to certain things. And don't be concerned about being polite. Get out of there. So, we take the man who walks, then he's going to stand. Number three, he sits. Now, see, this is what the enemy wants us to do. What happens is you quit moving forward. You stand to listen and look at what the enemy wants you to hear and see. <clears throat> but notice this. 
See, this isn't people that, that, that fall away from the Lord. It's not just a, you know, the enemy doesn't say, okay, you just go from A to Z. No, it's a progression. And notice he says here, look where he's sitting. In the seat of the scornful. In the seat of the scornful. And the dictionary lists scornful as this. Feeling or expressing contempt or derision. Feeling or expressing contempt or derision. You know, just take, for instance, um, you could take any number of things. Take healing, for instance. And so people, people get scornful. Well, I don't, I don't believe in that. We don't believe in that here. You know, I don't believe in that God wants me well, you know, what happened to, to sister so-and-so. Maybe someone in their finances. Well, we don't, we don't believe in prosperity because, you know, my, my Uncle Joe, he went into bankruptcy. Well, what's that have to do with the Word of God? You know, people say that all the time with, with healing. Why do people, why do people um, go certain ways? Listen to this right here in Psalm 1 from the Amplified. It says, um, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands, we didn't read this a few minutes ago, submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, <clears throat> nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. As a general rule, you will not be able to influence a mocker. Why? Because they've got their mindset and, and already made up. And so just go ahead and, and save yourself the time, save yourself the heartache. Don't try to spend time with people, you know, even with Scripture. Even with Scripture, don't try to, if, people, if people's hearts are not open, then you can't show them something. No man can show another human being Scripture and open it to their heart. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. So you're just frustrating yourself if you try to. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> Amen. So it's better to leave someone's presence and not be contaminated than to sit in unbelief. I don't care if you say, well, you know what? I got something to tend to. I don't care if you have to say, you know, it's like in, in church, you know. You know, if you want to, if you want to make an easy way out in church, here's the best way. Let me just, you do this. And you just, you just take off and, and no one will even ask you what you were doing. Amen. Or you pinch a kid or something. So here's the answer. Look at verse 2. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Everyone say this. My delight is in the law of the Lord. Notice he says, and in his law 
doth he meditate day and night. What does that mean? His delight. Remember what Jesus said? He said, my delight is to do thy will, O God. It's not a drudgery. You know, it's just such, such a hard way just serving the Lord. And boy, you know, I had it easy when I was serving the devil, but now since I've, you should never even think stuff like that. He says, my delight is to do thy will, O God. And you know, you can do that by faith, even, even when you don't even feel like it. Lord, my delight is to do your will. You may think in your, your own self. I know some, I never, I never thought I'd be pastoring a church. That wasn't like my, when I was 18 years old, I never dreamed that I'd be doing that. That wasn't my thoughts at all. But as the Lord puts things in your heart, you may even say, I would never do that. And the Lord may say, I want you to do that. Right, okay. Um, Lord, now that you say it, I'm, that's, that's what I should do. You know, it, you just can, by faith, you can say, I will to do your will. Lord, I want to be where you want me to be. I'll do what you want me to do. And that's where you're going to find your joy and your peace. But notice he says, in his law doth he meditate. The Bible says, Talking about delight, the Bible says, um, as we delight ourselves in the Lord, He's going to give us the desires of our heart. What does delight mean? It means you brighten up, you rejoice, you delight. Joshua 1 8 says this. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do. That you may observe to do according to all that is written there. And for then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. How are you going to succeed in life? By putting the word first. How are you going to put it first? By meditating day and night. And in his law doth he meditate Day and night. So the word has to be in your mouth and in your heart. And I want you to understand this. This is so such an important thing in life. Notice how he says this. It's going to be in your mouth and in your heart. So you can change things in your life by changing what's in your mouth. See, a lot of people think, well, you know, what you mean is I should put it in my mind and then I can put it in my mouth. No, you put it in your mouth so you can put it in your mind. You don't change thoughts when, with more thoughts. You change thoughts with words. But a lot of people think, oh, I got to think right and I got to have my believing right and, and then my confession will be right. No, you, you get your confession right and then you're believing it'll be right. You know, the Bible, I, actually, the, the Bible talks about a confession of faith. But I believe also you can have a confession unto faith. Well, I don't really believe it much. Well, just keep, keep talking it. Keep speaking it. And let that be built in your inner consciousness. There's a part of, uh, there's a part of, of speaking faith that builds faith. And then there's a, a part of faith that is a, um, an act of faith. 
and, and something that comes out. So whatever you talk, whatever you speak is going to be superimposed on your mind. So people, you know, they have a lot of problems and they, they think, man, I, I have problems with these thoughts. Well, well change the channel. Change the channel by the, the words on your mouth. Amen. And I don't care if you have to do it a million times. Just change the channel. And, you know, a lot of people would rather have deliverance, though, and, and because it makes more of a show. Well, you know, they, they, it's like the one person came to Brother Hagen one time, supposed to be a minister, and they, they, they showed up um, there at the campus and said, how you doing, brother? And he said, good, cast 17 devils out of myself this morning. He's like, dear Lord, and you're a minister? <laughs> it's like he said, you know, this, this guy's a minister, and he casts out 17 devils. <clears throat> but to every, some people, you devil. But let me just say this. There are certain things you can't cast out. You can't cast out an unrenewed mind. You have to renew your mind, and it takes work, and it takes effort. Hallelujah. But so what's the result, though, when I do this? Number, um, verse 3, he says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm going to be like a tree, not just a little shrub. I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So what's that mean? I'm going to have sustenance in my life. I'm going to have this, this coming year as I, as I put the Word of God first. I'm going to have sustenance. It doesn't matter. The winds may, may blow. Storms may come. But I'm going to stand firm in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm planted by the rivers of water. It's just like a palm tree in Florida. There's many different palm trees down there. But, you know, they, sometimes they're not the prettiest tree, especially some of them. It's just a long stick with some leaves like 30 feet up. That's the way some of them are. And then some of them are more round and... And things like that. But one thing about it is it can thrive in a lot of arid places. Why? Because way down deep, it grabs this sustenance. And it grabs, you know, certain things you couldn't, you couldn't plant there, you couldn't have in Florida. Why? Because it would, it would drown. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you don't see cactuses down there. But that palm tree, it learns how to, to dig deep. And what's going to happen? As you're planted by the river of water, as you're planted in the things of the Holy Ghost, you're going to bring forth your fruit in season. You're going to bring forth this year. You're going to prosper this year. Your leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever you do this year is going to prosper. But you know what it starts with? Turning off the wrong voice. I have lots of voices that come at me, but I just choose. No, we're not, we're not having that. But look at verse 4. The ungodly are not so. What? They, they don't have that river they can tap into. They don't have fruit that's going to come out of their life. But they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. You know, it's just like these, um, these tumbleweeds. Going down the interstate and then all one hits you and you're going 75 and it's just like comes right across. Well, they're not planted. And so that's what happens. The wind just drives them away. And it says, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, 
nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The Lord knows my way. He knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Hallelujah. So I believe that this year, as we, we pay attention, and this is the daily decision that we have. This is the decision that you'll have this week with family members coming in. Have you ever been doing really good and then you get, you get a bad phone call? <clears throat> what does that design to do? No, not, not what you do, but... Amen. It's there to pull you down. It's there to take you out. It's there to, especially, and here's the thing, depending on where you're at in life, there's certain things you can't afford to do. I heard, um, even like when I was talking about uh, Kenneth Hagin, when he was uh, on the bed of affliction, 17 years old, given up to die. You have to die because you have this rare disease, and he had uh, a couple different diseases. And they said, if one doesn't kill you, the other will. And so anyway, one of the, the pastors came by. One of the ministers came by and said, um, son, do you, uh, do you enjoy um, westerns? And he said, no, sir, don't have time. Well, do you, do you like uh, the funny papers and comics? No, sir, don't have time. Now, here he is on the bed of affliction. He can't even get off the bed. Sir, no, sir, I don't have time. Well, do you like um, do you like such and such? Do you like sports and different things? Uh, no, sir, don't have time. Why is that important? Because you'll see people that are in a dire straits, and all they are doing is watching TV. Nothing wrong with TV, but can can people afford it? You know, if you're in a dire strait and you're about to die, it's kind of like the one woman that came to to the healing school I was talking about. And um, here she is. She's about to die. And um, she has no faith for healing. And, you know, you shouldn't just pray for people if they don't have faith. Because it's going to hurt their faith and, and they're going to be disillusioned when it's better to, to, to get faith built in. So then when you pray, they'll have confidence. And so the, anyway, they ended up um, saying, well, um, he, he could tell that they had no faith. And, you know, hey, I think it'd really help you if you could just stay for the service here in about 30 minutes. We're going to have a, a service, and um, can you stick around? Well, no, me and my uh, daughter are going to go shopping today. Meanwhile, she just said she has three months to live, but she's going to go shopping with her daughter. See, that's where people are at, though. <laughs> Say this, though. I am blessed. I'm walking in the council. Of God's word. I'm not standing in the way of sinners. I'm not sitting in the seat of the scornful. When people begin to mock the word, I move out. I go somewhere else. I turn the channel. I delight to do your will, O oh God. 
I delight in the law of the Lord. I meditate in the word day and night. And I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And I'm going to bring forth fruit in my season. My leaf shall not wither. Whatever I do this year shall prosper. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just, just, just put your, um, let your leaves just kind of flourish a little bit. Put your, put your arms out. Amen. Just don't look like a weeping willow. Amen. That's going to be you. You're going to, you're, you're going to, people are going to be able to come to your life and, and partake of fruit. People are going to say, you know what? I think they might be a little crazy, but they, they have joy in their life and, and they're always up and they're always excited. I, I need some joy today. I need some fruit today. And you partake of that.